Welcome to the Chairsofter Show, your weekly airsoft podcast interviewing retailers, manufacturers, sites and personalities within the airsoft community. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, contact me at facebook.com forward slash the Chairsofter Show, Instagram at the Chairsofter Show, or by email on andy at the Chairsoftershow.co.uk. One day I'm going to nail this and I'm going to be so happy. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to episode number 41. Joining me this week, please welcome... Dan, aka Brock, and Mark Wetton, is it? Have I said that yep, right? That's correct. <laughs> Thank God for that. <laughs> it's one of those ones where I sort of looked at it and I was like, it could be Wetton or Wheaton. And I, I went with the, uh, what I seem to remember Kieran saying. So we got that sorted. Evening, guys. How are you? Yeah, I'm Very good. Well. Good. So I've got you guys on um, this week. We're going to review the Call Sign Century event. Uh, Operation Shogun's Fall, aka the Battle for Barry. Um, so obviously, you guys were there for the full weekend as well. Uh, thank you very much for your time this evening, just to come on the show and go through the event, and we can review it and hopefully get the name out there a bit more for the guys. Yeah, um, no problem. So before we go into the event itself. Uh, flip a coin, pick who goes first. Just introduce yourself, how you got into Airsoft, and then how you got into the Century events, how you found out about, out about them, and how we get to today. I'll let, uh, I'll let Dan's bigger than me, so I'll let him go first. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you very much. Um, well, um, I served a little bit in the Armed Forces, um, did a little bit in uh, the Police Force as well. Um, been Airsofting on and off for probably about the past 10, 12 years. Right. Um, mainly only really CQB um, and then I discovered uh, events such as Callsign Senshi uh, and it, it made me take airsofting probably a little bit more seriously looking at what kit I use yeah. Um, so yeah it was mainly through Facebook and other airsoft players that I found um, Operation um, Sandstone uh, which yeah. is held at Humberside uh, that was the first one that they did that I attended uh, and, and from there, obviously, with how well it was run by Kieran, um, I, I was looking out for their future events. And as soon as I saw this one come up, I, I sort of signed up straight away. Yeah, yeah. I, I was pretty much the same, to be fair. As soon as this event came up, I was like, right, ticket, bought, now. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And cool. And um, what about yourself, Mark? Well, I, um, I go into Airsoft. I've only really been into Airsofting for about a year. One of my Harry, whose birthday it was this weekend, he went to the local one to our where we live to Airsoft Arena, and he went, "Oh, why don't you? and I was like, being dad, I was like, "Oh, I'll come with you," and it kind of got me from from the start, and I was like, "I kind of like this running around shooting at people and having a good laugh," and then we played there for a while, and then we got into Humber playing there. Where I see advertised for Sandstone, um, and it turned out that I actually know Kieran through my cousin through mixed martial arts. Oh, and then small it, world then. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's it's kind of, and then it, it's just kind of this last year has been absolutely massive because we've done different events at other places. The gun collection between me and three of my, I've got four sons and three of them all play airsoft. And yeah. our gun collection has just massively grown. The wife's going, how many guns do you really need? And we're going, well, we need 
this one and that one, and then we need this and that. Yeah, the correct answer to that question is always more. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> I don't think it ever stops. You you go into a shop and you look and you think, I like that, and you end yeah, up it's... kind of walking out with it. It's everything I can do when I walk into a retailer to not walk out with something else that I can't afford. Yeah, it's one of them, you, you're kind of going in, trying to keep your hands in your pocket or giving, leaving the wallet at home just so you don't end up buying something else. Yeah, exactly. Um, when you're saving for places that can't be named and things that cannot be named, yeah, um, then... You, you know, <laughs> I, I feel the pain when it comes to like, oh, but I really want that. I actually tried out the HPA Evo today um, on the day of this recording, which is on my Instagram story, if anyone's seen it. Um, yeah, I think I did see it. That thing's a monster. Like, yeah. the rate of fire. I don't know how it's... I know Justin at the jail is going to get very, very upset because he always goes on about HPA users and Evo users in his safety brief. And <laughs> that's both of those things combined. Like, yeah. it's not, That's not going to be good, is it? The rate of fire of that. Yeah. It's, uh, well, I could mag dump in about two seconds with it. I literally yeah. just mag dumped. It was unreal. Yeah, right. what, you, what you want is one of them big box mags, really, wouldn't you? Oh yeah, it's only a matter of time before someone drum mags it. You know it's going to happen. We might as well just embrace it. But no, it's it's very nicely made. I've got to say, it's very nice. Um, and yeah, first impressions of it was like, I may not buy one, but it was nice to use it, if that makes sense. Um, I'm still yet to be convinced on the HPA bandwagon, to be honest it's with you. still something that I've got to try, yeah, it's the, it's the HPA. Yeah, I'm actually going to give it a go at a game uh, this weekend, so Sunday just gone when this episode drops. Uh, I'm actually giving it a go and trying it out so I can actually experience it in-game first-hand and see if everything I've thought was sort of... What's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, whether my fears were sort of founded or if they if it was just like it was just more than anything... Cause the main thing that puts me off is all the extra kit you got to have with it, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, it's, and it, it's you look at. I know, I know some people, and I think one of my friends, he's HPA kit. Um, I think it stands him at nearly fifteen hundred pound, and I'm like, how much? And yeah. he's like, yeah, well, it, it now it's now running how I want, it, and it's all set up how I want, it, and it's doing this, doing that, and I'm like, but that's a lot of money, and he's like going. Yeah, the the girlfriend's not happy. She's seen the bills. Yeah, <laughs> that's where you get fake invoices made up for forty nine ninety nine, and just tell them it was forty nine ninety nine every time. Oh, how much was that GBLS DAS forty nine ninety nine? <laughs> I think I actually saw it in one shop, and there was an actual sign, and it says, um, "For all the men out there, we we will give you a receipt." For whatever oh, you yes. tell your well, wife is, uh, an extra cost yeah. of one pound fifty. That was I like saw the post on it. Facebook. Yeah, yeah. There was a, we were talking about this at the weekend as well at um, Shogun's Fall, and we were saying that there was someone said that there was a retailer that used to produce a certificate for a competition win for everything that you'd bought. So everything that turned up, you'd won in a competition. <laughs> Even better. Yeah. 
Right, so now now that I've brought it, now we've introduced you to the uh, listeners, let's get on with it and go on to Shogun's Fall. So this was advertised as a social skirmish for anyone that wasn't following my Instagram or Facebook at the time. Uh, so the whole plan was it would be a skirmish weekend held at Gunman Airsoft site in Tuddenham. In yep. is it Suffolk? Tuddenham? Suffolk. I can't, that's right. Yeah, yeah I know probably. it's right on the border. I couldn't remember whether it was Suffolk or Norfolk. I just sort of followed the signs to Thetford and knew I'd be there. Yeah, um, Bury St Edmunds. Yeah, closest I think we see a sign for. Yeah, yeah it's it's Bury St Edmunds, Thetford, that, and then you've obviously got the US military at Lake and Heath and Mildenhall. Um, the big bases up that way. Uh, so it, we turned up on the Friday. What were your first impressions of the site turning up? Well, we we obviously we had like for Brock and myself, it's like a three-hour drive. I think it took us. Yeah. Um, and our main our main concern was let's get the tent up and get this nice big kebab meat feast um, package that we'd brought with us from the local nearest yeah. shop. Um, get that down us and uh, and start meeting people. But, um, yeah, because we, because I think because we turned up on the night, um, you didn't you, you didn't get to see much of where you was playing because obviously, I think by the time we got there it was nearly six o'clock, so it was starting to get a bit dark. Oh right, um, okay. Because uh, uh, the few of us that turned up early actually went on a walk around of the site. So I, if you if you followed that on the Instagram story that um, Brad was doing, we actually went round and. Had a look around the site, which we thought we'd sort of streamception it as well, and he had about three or four of us opening the feed up in the behind him, walking around the site. Um, yeah, I, I didn't finish shift till uh, twenty two hundred hours that Friday night, so I travelled down on the Saturday morning. Ah, um, oh, right. Okay. I think from arrival, when you're sort of pitching in the camping area, you don't actually really see that much of the gaming area. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it is quite well hidden. Um, yeah, um, especially with the road sort of raising upwards before it dips down into the playing area. Yeah. You don't really get any um, sneaky glimpses of where you're going to be playing, apart from the map that was on the door into the um, yeah. briefing area. I think we see the, t- the two buildings, obviously the, the main building where we had all the safety brief, and then just behind that yeah. there was like a derelict building that obviously was out of play because... Um, the roof had gone. Yeah, um, and that's that's really it. And pretty much like what Brock was saying. You just yeah. kind of see this this long road and like ooh, wondering what's down there, what we're going to yeah. find. Exactly. Which is kind of cool in a way, I think, because it it doesn't give too much of the game site away. Whereas you can go to some places and you can see everything laid out in front of you, so you can start looking at what points you're going to try and hold and start planning a game in a way. So I kind I kind of like that. Um, but obviously you had all the facilities on site which were we, we were very well catered for with the facilities that were available given the fact that you had power and lighting and plenty of places to sit around and chill out at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, so the Friday evening was obviously just sort of a meet and greet and a social affair, go say hello to everyone. Um, it got bloody cold on Friday, didn't it, Mark? Oh yes, um, obviously we, we we camped over. I had my two eldest lads, yeah. um, and unbeknown to me, we'd got like an airbed ready bed, and I was like, "Well, I'll take that. You've got the the airbed and the, the sleeping bags." So I thought, "Yeah, I'll, I'll be good with that." And there was no airbed inside the ready bed, so I ended up just the covers. 
and I think it got down <laughs> to about four or five degrees, and yeah. it was it was cold. But then obviously, soon as it got soon as that sun started to come up, it got quite warm quite quickly. Yeah. So you kind of forgot how cold it was. Yeah, because um, obviously hung around for a bit on the Friday night, and then decided to wind up the directing staff by sending selfies from the hotel that I was staying in just up the road. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> had a pi- it got had mentioned. A picture of about 10 people just all sticking their middle fingers up at me after I sent them at George self, uh, SF Hornet George a photo of myself in bed in the uh, hotel, which I was kind of grateful for because I don't do camping very well. Uh, I have a tendency to sit up all night and get drunk, so it's, I'm thankful when I can stay somewhere overnight and yeah, be well, ready I, to play on the Saturday. We made the, I made that mistake at Operation Sandstone. Um, yeah. I decided to... We was got talking to Will, Dread and Beast, and I think between Dread and Beast, I think we decided to drink a bottle of... Jägermeister, mm. and it wasn't good. I think it was about half past two, three o'clock in the morning. We decided that enough's enough. Let's get some sleep, and then yeah, yeah, it, it was it was a bit of a gruel the following day. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, obviously the social, the meet and greet that that was pretty chilled out. It was nice, laid back. Everyone just sort of turned up. Um, got some last minute supplies if they needed to. I know we had to go up to. Thetford to the Sainsbury's and get some supplies last minute because uh, a certain individual who shall remain nameless in this, but his name starts with a K and ends with an earring, um, <laughs> yeah. required some um, supplies, shall we say, for the evening entertainment. And we'll leave it as that. <laughs> so, obviously, Saturday morning came around, uh, we turn up. Had some breakfast. Um, the scoff was superb, I've got to say, all weekend, actually. Absolutely. Uh, we'll come yeah, back well. to those guys towards the end of the episode, but the scoff was absolutely superb. You turn up, there's hot bacon and sausages and eggs and baps, really reasonably priced. Um, unbeknownst to me, turning up with my Costa coffee that I'd got on the way in, um, the coffee people, unfortunately, had to drop out last minute, so... There was a mad scrabble, scramble on from Brad and uh, I can't remember who went with him, but there was a mad scramble on to go and get some coffee and milk and sugar, wasn't there? Yeah. Um, obviously, the briefing came. Uh, very professional briefing, I've got to say, as always, from the guys at Gunman. Um, it keeps it light-hearted, I find. I'm not sure about you guys. It keeps it light-hearted, but still gets all the information across, whereas some yeah. of them can be very serious with their safety briefs on the site. I think we've played at sites before, and Brock will probably answer, answer the same as well. And some of the time, you get your safety brief, and it, it drags on that long that people kind of lose interest in what's being said. Then they start briefing out what the game is, and then everyone's saying, "I'm going, what are we doing?" Exactly. And I think yeah. just putting that little bit of humour in, and, and a little bit of extra talking about different things and this and past experiences and stuff like that, it just keeps everyone alert and going oh yeah and then a bit of a jovial bit as well and then laughing and then it's then it handed over to Kieran yeah so yeah it, it, it does help at the end of the day and it, it does keep everyone sort of attentive throughout the safety brief which I think sort of set the tone for the weekend because there was as far as I'm aware 
literally zero issues with hit taking or any of the usual sort of stuff you can get at games, shall we say? The usual sort of gripes you have at sites. Saturday definitely was probably the best um, airsoft gameplay I've ever experienced. Yeah. The the hit taking was on point. You know, from across the field, you could hear people shout out, "Good hit, well taken, good yeah. shot." It, it was, you know, it was brilliant to be playing with some of the most politest, honourablest airsofters uh, that I've had the pleasure of gaming with. Um, I thought Sunday morning, uh, when we had the the day higher um, guests sort of coming along, I think initially there was probably a little bit um, of, you know, the usual problems that you have with airsoft, but I, th- I think that soon disappeared. Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty much the same with Brock. I think because I think ones that turned up was like regular gunman airsoft players, um, and then yeah. they're coming in and then they're seeing this. This most of us walking around, we've got the callsign sentry patches on, and going, "Hang on a minute, is this all one big team?" And then all the project airsoft guys, and I think I think there was a bit of intrepidation with them at first yeah i mean at the end of the day you've got to think about the sunday guys uh, or the day players that turned up it was potentially a bit intimidating because a lot of us already knew each other from sandstone as well so yeah. Uh, yeah. Like obviously we'd all played together back in the summer god was that that must have been what june july now oh, yeah uh, months ago wasn't it oh it was I, I can't i can't remember was it it was i think it was the end of was it the end of June, Brock. Oh, it's it's a long time ago. Uh, it was all I remember was it was bloody hot, but that's about half of the year this year, uh, which is quite unusual for us. Well, the uh, same with the weather at, at this event. I mean, for the back end of October, you could have been easily mistaken. It was another summer's yeah, weekend. It could it could have been sort of May time. It was May and June, early June, with the temperatures we had. It was hitting what twenty odd degrees a day. Very true. Yeah, um, it, it was. It was. It was absolutely unreal. It's like, obviously, some of us didn't have the luxury of staying in a hotel. We we actually bra- <laughs> we braved the element. But the two nights, it, it was it was cold. Um, and then within a few hours of the sun coming, it was like summer's day. Yeah, like the Saturday morning when I was driving down to the site. Those big fog patches, like as as I crested one of the hills on the way down from Thetford, like literally all I could see was just this big bank of fog sat in front of me, and I'm going, oh god, we're not going to be able to see a thing all day. And like by the time I got down to Tuddenham, it was pretty much cleared. Yeah. It was it just disappeared like almost instantaneously. It was unreal. So we 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 digress <laughs> um, yeah back onto the game so this the Saturday morning game we've had the safety brief then the three of us along with a few other people got called out and singled out and victimized by Kieran and the team <laughs> yeah it was one of them like what's happening here what's what what we've done or what's going what we're going to be involved in now yeah so that, that's my feelings of what i got yeah, so the first, the first, the first game we played, it was a simple. We'd got to capture certain objectives while the other team defended the area, and yep. yes, we missed a fair few objectives because Jake had decided to hide them so obviously that they weren't obvious. Yeah, 
because well, we're uh, looking in the undergrowth, looking everywhere for these things, and he's going, turn round, turn round, turn. There we go. And it's like, oh, there's a bloody bright gold briefcase sat here, and I've just completely missed it. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think we actually managed to get three of the the gold wooden bars and yeah. the actual uh, gold briefcase. So I, I think between us, I, I don't think we did that badly because I think there was yeah. only five of the gold bars that we needed to find. And yeah, obviously we by the end we just got swamped. Yeah, and obviously yeah. there was only about what there was a maximum of what eight of us against everyone else that had turned up. Yeah, I think it was about eight against forty. Was it nearly? Yeah. Yeah, it must have been about that. It made it very interesting. Yeah, and um, I think we held that defensive line very, very well, to be fair. I was pretty much watching an entire co- a corner for the entirety of the game after we got pushed back from the buildings initially. Although, I have to say, if you're listening, Sam, one of the lads from my team, Project Airsoft, um, it's not every day you have to say this, but sorry for shooting you in the head, mate, through two <laughs> windows and a door. I could never make that shot again in a million years, but somehow I did, and it connected right between his goggles and his helmet. Well, all I got off my off my lad whose birthday it was on the Saturday was, I shot you, Dad. I shot you. I'm like, thanks for that. That's, that's, <laughs> that's all my two two older sons that was bothered about was the fact that they got to shoot me. I think <laughs> I think that made the day more than more than out. Yeah. Birthday present for him, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah. So, so we we we, we finished this game up. Um, it sort of got everyone warmed up as well into the spirit of the weekend. Um, everyone was cheerful as we went back, we bombed up and reloaded. Then we got divided out into the banded and unbanded teams, and the next game was attack and defend the ridge, which is bloody tough. I don't think yeah. people realise how hard it is to get up that ridge because there's so there's a fair bit of cover up there. There but... was a, a lovely bit on the left hand side in that sort of tree line um, yeah. where if you got your DMR, your long arms, you could just near enough cover the entire the ridge. It was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, but I think it was more troublesome when you got pushed into that sort of combine building uh, where it just become an absolute slaughter fest. Yeah, once you get into the combiner area. And the building behind it is literally just like shooting fish in a barrel. You know, a couple of grenades in there, and that's it. Uh, When we got pushed back into there, I think they pushed uh, five or six Mark V flashbangs through this little hole, just one after each other. Uh, Absolutely, ears were ringing by the time they finished. (laughs) Yeah, I tried to get one through the window when we were attacking, and it sort of bounced off and rolled back towards me, so I had to run away (laughs) rather quickly. Well, I think at one point, um, obviously, when we t- when we turned the game round, and we, I think, Brock and myself, we was actually defending the ridge. We was we were sat on the right hand side in in this little woodland bit, yeah. and I think it turned out, and there was only me and Brock there left. Or the rest of our team had got pushed that far back, and the opposing team was just all oh, coming up, coming up, starting to come up up the ridge. We just sat there picking them off, and they were like, kind of looking, going, "Where are we getting shot from?" Yeah. <laughs> was yeah, basically we... was on our was on our own, and was like, yeah. look, kind of looking at each other, going, "We're in trouble." Yeah, we're it took get us shot a while to point. figure out where you guys were. I, re- I seem to remember Beast going, "There's guys on the left. There's guys on the left," and we're going, "Fucking where, Steph? <laughs> Can't see shit." <laughs> yeah, like like Brock was saying, it, it, we was in a 
in a little bit of a dip and a load of hedgerows and a few trees and we, we could see out but you just couldn't you couldn't really see in yeah. to the point of we just kind of got swamped by everyone then in the end and he was like no. numbers defeated us rather than anything else wasn't it yeah it yeah. definitely was yeah because um it, it, that, that that was the thing if you if you found a good spot because there were a few good little spots around there if you got dug in nicely that was it you could just defend that for days yeah if if they yeah. didn't sort of push the games on to sort of try and keep the gameplay flowing which is one thing i noticed all weekend they'd try and keep the gameplay flowing and move things on and throw little twists in during the game just to keep everything from getting stagnant yeah, which, think... which again helped, didn't it? It kept everybody's morale up. Uh, if yeah. they saw one team was just dug in and they weren't moving, yeah. they would come across and shout airstrike and they would force you back uh, to a different location so the other team could advance, which I think it made it very fair. It, it, it stopped it from being boring for you know, the team that was being held back. Yeah, because yeah, exactly. you've got the morale to think of because you, you've done it before and you've been at places and someone's got into a nice little spot and you can't advance anywhere and then, then the morale of the other people's going, oh, I, I can't be bothered to play anymore if it's like this. Yeah, exactly. No, I, I mean, think... that, that's one thing in that, in this game when um, when we first started the push, before we really started throwing the smokes out and gaining the ground on the first day, there was you had a couple of the guys doing the sniping. In fact, I think it was Barney and Will doing the sniping in the uh, sort of little wood panel CQBE type building type yeah. thing that was on there. Yeah. Um, they, they they were dug in there sniping and Jake's walking towards us going, airstrike inbound, airstrike inbound, holding a TRMR in his hand and I'm looking at him going, fuck, he's going to throw that. I've turned around to run and he could, all I could see was people behind me just looking really confused like, what? I think exactly. he, he he did it with us, and he he dropped it two or three times on the ground, and because it's soft ground, it was just like go going, off. Yeah. it hasn't gone off, and he was getting a bit he was getting a bit mad with it, and then eventually he did drop it, and he dropped it near his near his feet, and it actually went off at his feet, and he was like <laughs> not impressed with the fact that it went off that close to him. <laughs> it goes to show that, you know the fluid management of the game and the event, yeah. and reacting to how the game is going, just kept it interesting for everybody. Kept everybody wanting to play, wanting to stay, and keeping the morale up. I thought you know it was ran from that perspective very very well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it really was. Um, so so we finished this game. Um, it it certainly kept like. Spirits were still high at lunchtime. Sometimes you get the odd player or two that are a bit like, oh, are we done yet? Um, just thinking about lunch. But no, everyone seemed to be playing. And obviously we broke for lunch. Um, again, good food, decent prices. Um, I like my food, as you can <laughs> tell. <laughs> uh, then then it was straight into the afternoon games. Now, it, it must have been good, but nobody can seem to remember the first game that we played. No, I, um, I, I can't I, either. I, I can't. The, the, the entire the entire weekend was just an absolute maze of, yeah, of it gameplay. Just, it just meeting blurred people. into one, didn't it? Because it was yeah. just so much going on. It was quite easy to lose track. But obviously, the second game we moved into the woodland part of the yeah, site for with the, the first the, time. That was the one with the track and the the tire for, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Which. We could defend quite well. In fact, I seem to remember you, Mark, <laughs> trying to sneak all round behind us, and me just popping out and popping you guys. Yeah, and then I think, I think then at one point there was, um, I think it was Dave, 
David Sullivan, I think he was one of them. I think he got inducted as well on, on the day. We actually crept right round the outs, outside and it was going through brambles, thistles and nettles and you could feel your legs stinging and we managed to get all the way round and I think I got I think I got gravy. I shot him shot gravy and he's like looking round and going, What are you doing? Yeah, what, what why am I getting seen killed? And then he kinda looks and went, Ah no. And then I think Will actually got Dave, who was slightly behind me, and then I got that close to Will. He just kind of went, I'm not getting involved with this thing. I've only got my yeah. sniper rifle, and I was like, hi. And he kind of went, yeah, I'm giving up. He just kind of yeah. got up and walked off. I think he was laid in a in a, in a a nettle bush or something, so you wouldn't have really seen him unless he was nearly stood on him. Yeah. Yeah, he, he, he's surprising for someone who's so loud and so hyper all the time he could be really quiet when he wants to be you know for a guy that was running around going hey everybody look my gun shoots a million miles on 1.8 gram bbs and stuff like that all weekend (laughs) um which yeah so so we started that game off and obviously we were starting to lose the light at this point so they turned it around a little bit early yep and just sort of pushed the game right back to try and get everyone sort of through the attack and defend side of it but while we still had the light because it was back for dinner and then prep for the night games weren't it which again yeah. hog roast oh my god that was amazing fantastic food yeah yeah we're gonna keep there's gonna be a theme through this and it's not gonna be the usual topics it's gonna be food tonight because you know it was unreal um like hog roast had been cooking all day and like you could smell it and I was like it was winding me up at lunchtime I was so ready for that I think I had about three to be fair I'm yeah. sure I had three <laughs> I don't blame you it was it was, it was was that nice it was so worth it well we, um, we were okay because we had birthday cake as well oh yeah you did didn't you yeah um but yeah, so so we've gone back. We've had, we've had a nice fill. Um, a few people have obviously disappeared, said their goodbyes for the day, etc., etc. Those of us who decided to hang around hung around, and it was into the night games. Now I have to say, these guys were really safety conscious, and I've got to take my hat off to them. They were on it, on point with the safety of the thing. It was. Oh yeah, you 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 can't fault them on it. Every two every time we we broke or we we left the actual safe zone and we got to where it was going to start. Um, yeah. I think it was Jake. He was he was counting everyone. Right, we came out with, I think it was twenty six players. How many we got? Counting them all around. Like yeah, we still got twenty six. So then we yeah. actually we started. Yeah. And, and, uh, uh, yeah, we we had a separate brief for the night games from Doug as well. So his yeah. back they they. Backside was covered from the insurance point of view, um, and the games were very simple, I have to say, but they worked given the fact that there was probably a lot of players there who haven't played in the dark before. No, like like I say um, at the beginning, we played. We started off playing me and my sons at Arena Airsoft, where it is dark mm. and it's all CQB. Yeah. So we kind of like well yeah this is like a bit like our forte this is what we're, we're quite quite yeah. good at and we we did enjoy it and like i say i think it's luke white from pictorial he had a yeah. video he put a video up and it was the actual where there was like a gun battle i think we was with scott attacking the scottish pandas and it was just like one mad firefighter one was he rendered one building trying to take this one building 
and yeah. all you could see was traces bouncing off the walls and everything and it was it was quite an impressive sight to see in the dark yeah for, yeah those traces really made it um it was quite fun for us as well there was myself tim who won the competition and came along with myself and the team um and a couple of other guys who i couldn't see who they were because it was pitch black um and we we kept going into building two we'd hold building two for ages we're like right shall we move up to get another building and all of a sudden the rest of our team would appear and be like oh yeah we've lost building four we need medicking in so we'd medic them in and go and get building four back then we got brave and went into building three and um i got shot a couple of times in building three but um i've got to say to the guys who were in there the confusion on their face was hilarious because they didn't realize that one of our lads was hiding around the corner so when my hand's gone out for a medic he's literally i've just felt his hand grab me from behind the wall medic me back in so as the guys have come around to clear the rest of the building i've just been medic back in and taken them down i felt so bad for the guys i think I think I, I, I think I remember we was a, I think you was, was you was you on my my team because I think we, at one point those those two was in like a little cubby and those I can't remember who it was because like you say it was dark and there was one of our one of our team and he was like stood in like the doorway and yeah. like as soon as we medicked him he kind of like took two shots and they got shot shot himself and I think it was against yeah. the Scottish Pandas that was there and he yeah, was towards the end I think it was yeah. And uh, one of the guys in there had a really good little sneaky hiding spot because I went to clear out the rest of the building, got shot from what I thought was a brick wall, and there was this little geezer squatting down inside this little cubby hole in the wall. It was amazing. Yeah, because um, I think that was... I'd actually pre-bought um, me BFG, and I yeah. think that was the first game site that I used it at. And I think it was literally I was running up to the window, dropping it in, and then it was a case of like, right, it's dark now. How do I find a black BFG in yeah. the night time? So you had to put your torch on to try and find it, then try and reload it. Yeah. Everyone's going, turn the torch off, turn. Like, I need to reload because I think we had. Yeah, a... that was you because yeah, that was you yeah. because we were the ones that were shouting at you to turn your torch off because you've got me and Tim stood in the windows trying to hold the the other guys in building one away and every time that torch came on we just had this stream of tracers come <laughs> flying towards the building but I think that we I think at one point I I noticed those green tracers orange tracers and purple and some red yeah, yeah. so it, yeah. it looked that's what I was saying it looked amazing it just looked like a, a firework display at times it really it was, did. Well, it was absolutely pitch black. I know, I know when we say it was a night game, uh, I don't know if people appreciate how absolutely pitch black the area was. Not only because obviously we're in buildings, but obviously there was uh, trees and that growing over yeah. the buildings as well. So it and really not just was. That, there wasn't any sort of major built up area nearby. So it's not no. like you had the ambient light in the background right. as well. This place is literally in the countryside. No, and I it's think surrounded by farmland. And I don't think that I don't think there was uh, much of the moonshine either. I think there was a few few stars out, and, and that yeah, was the, it. The moon was out, but it was cloudy as well, yeah. so it was holding some of the light back in a way. And um, it, it's like once your eyes adjusted, it was brilliant until someone put a torch on <laughs> your face again, yeah. and then that's all gone. And um, yeah, it, I mean, it was really well run. Uh, I've never used so many grenades in my life just to clear buildings out. Very true. But 
it, it was literally just like right okay we need to get this building back what's the easiest way of doing this right grenade um, and one thing I did like as well was the marshals were going around making sure that people weren't camping and that people were moving into and out of buildings as well which helped the game flow a little bit better because there weren't any choke points no, it was literally uh, yeah, you've got to use skill and they're also very keen on the rate of fire as well during the night game if they heard anybody doing more than double tap they would shout yeah yeah, it was the emphasis on the double tap just to prevent people getting hurt as well, which again exactly. speaks volumes for the safety that these guys put behind it. Oh, absolutely on point. And um, we, we we finished that game. I don't know who won. I think it was just a, more of a bit of a laugh than anything else. There uh, weren't any. Yeah, winners it was. It was. It was just a laugh. I don't. I don't because I think there was. I think there was like four built four five buildings in, in gate playing yeah. those like 20 of us so you had to have six in the building to hold it and then four to, yeah, four four to, to capture a next building right. and yeah it was uh it was just constantly running carnage around and yeah in the dark you didn't have a clue what was going on but it was thoroughly enjoyable i think i, I think at the start i think we'd all like said right we'll, we'll come up with a code word and it was banana so yeah, literally we were just shouting came... bananas <laughs> So if anyone anyone randomly walks in, going, "What's all I can hear in the dark is bananas." It was like, it was like it was like being minions, weren't it? We were just yes. running around, ha, banana. <laughs> <laughs> and that that yeah, I think that set the tone. And like like I said, it was really positive atmosphere the entire game as well. Everyone had smiles on their faces when they came back from what I saw. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah we, then, we, we, the night think... game moved on to. Um, the, as, the 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 game that only Kieran had ever played during his childhood. German Spotlight. Yeah, yeah, that's that was it. What was that all like? Kieran goes, "Did no one play this as a kid?" We're like, "What kind of childhood did you have?" <laughs> <laughs> Which uh, I mean, it, it just got sort of people thinking about concealing yourself in the dark more than anything. So it was kind of a bit of a learning thing for people as well, you know, trying to keep those reflections away and keep your silhouette minimised and all that sort of stuff, which, yeah, okay, it was simple, and a li- some players might find it a little bit silly, but personally, I think it worked. It made you think, didn't it? Yeah. I, like, I, can't, I can't remember. Who was it who actually hid in the box and put the pallet over him? I some, can't remember. I, I think it was... I'm not sure if it was one of the uh, Scottish pandas or someone. They actually climbed in a box in, like, a crate... Yeah. And it wasn't until like near enough to the end, like we actually found him because he had this yeah. pallet over the top of him. Yeah, I, I know one of uh, one of the lads I know, Ryan, who was there. He, he he was another competition winner from one of Will's competitions. He turned up, and he was hiding in some of the tires because I heard a shot go out, and then I just heard him go, "Oh!" And he gets up <laughs> and climbs out of them. <laughs> But I mean, it worked. It, it was it was good to make people think about what they're doing in the dark. So, albeit it was a little bit of a silly game in some people's eyes, it. Made, I think it was just it's a it learning just, curve. Yeah, it was a good way just to wind down the evening and just yeah, it was a, just have yeah, a, bit a good of a chill, chill out. out as well. Yeah, yeah. make uh, it hundred percent fun rather yeah. than you know taking shots at each other. Yeah, because I think I only had about three shots actually go out during that game. Yeah, um, I, yeah, I think most people turned around and went surrender, and and that was that. You you, you join the team and search for everyone else. Yeah, um, then 
it was obviously back to base pretty much after that, weren't it? For chill out, get all your kit away, have a bit more of a social. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's the Saturday done. Uh, the Sunday morning, uh, turn up. Some new players on site have turned up just for the Sunday, um, which is obviously very welcome to support the guys as well. Uh, yeah, I think it was, it was quite a good idea of Kieran to actually, even though, because obviously we took over Gunman Airsoft for, yeah. for the weekend, and obviously there's the regular players, and obviously to allow them to still attend their, their side that they normally play, and then interact and play with other people from around the country as well, yeah. and, and enjoy, enjoy the self as well. Yeah, for sure. It was it was nice to embrace the local community into the Senshi community as such. And but I must hopefully... that... sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I must say, uh, and I know Dan was quite impressed with um, that SRS Silverback sniper oh, yes. rifle. How yeah, quiet they are it was! Great. They are awesome bits of kit. I I came across that at IWA actually. Um, actually met the guys from Silverback. It's like holding a real rifle, isn't it? It is literally it's got like a, a real good rifle. To it, um, absolutely fantastic piece of kit. I mean, I've I've spent a lot of time researching and, and doing my own custom build on a, a VSR10 clone, uh, yeah. which I can thankfully say shot just a little bit further than Will's uh, custom <laughs> build, which I was ever so pleased about. Uh, but for something that you know doesn't take a lot of modification. I, I was absolutely in awe of this SRS and the way you could just drop the spring out with the pool guide it was just the look a beautiful piece of kit i think it might have to be my next purchase yeah i'll hook you up as well if you want the gen threes are coming out soon i'll hook you up after this episode oh fantastic thank you very much <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah obviously we had to rebrief for the newer players had to go through the safety brief again um yeah. Which is quite amusing with the little quotes that were thrown in by certain individuals from the Project <laughs> Airsoft team, namely Will. Yes. <laughs> and Barney. Who <laughs> spent most of the time ripping out of each other and much they loved each I think there's a bromance there. Yeah, there, 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 def- there definitely is. There's definitely something going on there between them. Yeah. It's, it's, it was great fun listening to it. I, I love those guys to bits. They're great fun at games. Um, so, so we went into it, we did the Ridge game again, uh, which ran really well again. Um, yeah. It was more intense fighting than the day before. I think the first team through actually ran out of time, didn't they, on the second objective. We just managed to hold them off long enough to keep them out of the building. That's right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I th- was, was that the one where you actually had to get the flag on top of the Ridge to take the Ridge? Yeah, because they tri- t- they mixed it yeah. up slightly that you had to get the f- the flag to the top of the ridge, take the ridge, and then push down into the building. That's right. Yeah. Um, the only little gripe we had was there was some confusion from some people in the building when we attacked with the grenades, because about four grenades went through the wall before they actually took the hits. But you know, it's it's, it's early in the morning. Um, it's obviously a warm-up game. If they're not used to the way, if they weren't expecting it as well, you may not have noticed it go off necessarily if you were behind some cover on the far side of the room or whatever. So there's a little bit of benefit of the doubt in there, I suppose. If, but, I, remember, uh, if I remember rightly, I think that was the the first game, I think, at the start because obviously Harry was running around. He's got like a, a, a lapping sword um, as his yes, melee weapon. Yeah. 
and I think he was hidden somewhere and someone come come up starts coming up the ridge and he just kind of jumped out and he attacked some guy with this melee weapon and like the big cheer went out because he actually got someone with this sword rather than, yeah. than a pistol oh Which god was... yeah that was on the first day wasn't it I forgot yeah. about the sword attack yeah. yeah oh my god that was in that that was in that ridge game yeah yeah and um, everyone was like cheering about the fact he'd got it yeah and <laughs> he did well with that to be fair um so yeah, we we ran the ridge game again. Uh, great fun. Rebombed up. Then, what happened after the ridge game on Sunday morning? Oh no, it, we had we had an earlier lunch, didn't we? Because right. we we'd had a little bit of a hold up with getting ready in the morning, and um, there was just a little bit of a timing issue with people being spread out all over the site and stuff, and people that decided sleep was more important to them than airsoft. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I think they actually put a video up of it. I think on the, the Sunday morning, I think someone threw a Mark Five into the onto the side and to try and wake everyone up in the morning. Oh yeah, like, no, that was Jason's remote, remote debt. debt. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. So I turned up and I, they were like, "Oh, don't walk, don't walk across the grass." Uh, Jake set up a remote debt, so I was like, "Back to the car to get my sword in." So I go because <laughs> I don't know what's plugged into that. Yeah, it kind of it kind of went off, and I don't think anyone really batted an eyelid because it wasn't that loud and yeah next time I'm bringing Mark 9s <laughs> that'll wake you up <laughs> uh, so yeah we, we had an earlier lunch that day uh, said big thank you to the catering guys which we'll come on to in the thank yous at the end of the episode uh, Sunday afternoon we then went on that was the get wheel game weren't it uh, yes it yes. was the VIP one yeah yeah so you had all of us from Project Airsoft and the Scottish Pandas tucked away in the buildings and you guys had to come down and attack the buildings yeah, and so, my word so, did you hold them well yeah well yeah. It, it did help someone had a duck Cause, I don't know what you mean well, <laughs> there was about three or four of us and we, we came walking round we come just round this, this tree and all I heard was this wah and then BB's <laughs> flying everywhere, and I was like, yeah, I'm not going around that corner. <laughs> I know exactly who that is and what he's got. <laughs> Wouldn't that have been the 40 Mike? Yeah, I think it might have been. <laughs> Ooh, can't say it on here. Can't say it, because that, that's that's a, a topical subject at the minute. People don't like him. Yeah. <laughs> they should they should just embrace it, really, shouldn't they? They should have some minimum distance engagement rule, not use it in CQB, and it'd be fine. Mm. Yeah. Well, while we're on the topic of the uh, item I'm not allowed to name by name, but you guys already have, <laughs> so thank you. I don't owe George another pound. Um, Doug actually gave me a separate briefing on the Saturday on that. He actually spoke to me separately and said, look, these are the rules we're putting. You've got to aim it into the air like a, like a grenade launcher. You've got, you can't directly point it at people. Minimum engagement of 20 metres because 10 metres it's going to suck. If yeah. someone gets it, um, so it was sensibly used, and there's no complaints from you guys that I heard. No, no, we, no died. we even knew that you had it. So yeah. knowing that rules are in place didn't make us wary of it or scared of it. We knew that no matter how it was going to be used by you, it was going to be used in a safe and controlled yeah. manner. So you know, we weren't we weren't that concerned. And one thing I actually did was I actually called one of the marshals over and said, look, you can witness this just to make sure you're happy with it while I use it. So yeah. everything's good there. We're all covered. No one can kick off. 
Yeah. But yeah, I, I I could see you guys coming around the corner, so I just thought, right, let's get them back here, and just literally <laughs> meh, done. <laughs> and, and like I say, what we mentioned earlier on about how it, everyone was really upbeat about it, and anyone who, who took got a shot or anything like that, it was or if if there was an accidental headshot or it yeah. looked like it was it just slightly. Did that look like it stung a little bit? It was a case of like, sorry, mate, or good shot, and it was mm. just really, really good gameplay and really good hit taking all day, all day, all weekend, really. And Everyone it was so just... polite as well, weren't they? And yeah, I, I've always said that Will Greenwood is probably the most politest airsoft driver I've ever met, and I think it's almost been infectious on that day. That yeah. you know everybody could hear him being as polite as what he is. It rubbed off on everybody, and you know everybody was was saying it by the end of the weekend. Yeah, for sure. You all you could hear was thank you, good shot, well played, well taken, everything. Exactly, and it it really does help. I think it's part of the. I'd say it's part of the century sort of atmosphere now. People are starting to play with the same mindset, if yeah. that makes sense. And it, it's working for the guys. It really is. Um, but yeah, we we held that building for a long time before you got to Will. And I have to say, the team the teamwork between our guys and the Scottish Pandas. It was literally just right. Scottish Pandas, you guys okay in there? Cool. Right, we're okay here. Right, mag out changing, someone had run over, you know, Gravy was running his uh, GHK, yeah. so he's only got 30 shots, so the minute I heard him say, right, I'm out, I was trying to run over and get to a window to cover him, and it was things, and like, Beast got hit and needed a medic, so I literally ran around the back of the building, knowing you guys were coming down somewhere, <laughs> just literally, it was like zigzagging. And what a fantastic CQB team the um, Scottish Pandas were. I yeah. thought they, they were brilliant. They worked really well together. Uh, you know, I had the privilege of being on the same team as them on the night games. Yeah. The way they moved from building to building, hand on each other's shoulder, so they knew where everyone was. They, yeah. they just worked seamlessly together. Yeah, exactly. It's, it, it comes when you're working as part of a team. Exactly. And, uh, it, it's all about the communication and knowing just how each other move, like, when we were moving around some of the buildings with um, when I was with Beast on the Sunday, it was like he'd run up to the corner. I'd go straight in behind him, and if I if I needed to watch a window, I'd watch through a window. But he'd always know that I was on his back, kind of thing. I'd just let him know I was there. And we had um, Kyle on the other side as well. It was literally just watching through the windows, going right. Okay, we've got guys coming your side. Cool. Okay, I can react to that and act accordingly. Okay, cool. We've got a few guys in the building. Let's get a grenade in there and stuff like that. And in CQB, working as a team is what makes it at the end of the day. And I think it showed with how long, just how long we held you guys off. Exactly. I mean, when I eventually. Sorry, go ahead. So I was just, he was just saying it was unfortunate that you know I was probably I, I was the only member of the the team that I'm in Bravo Four Six uh, to attend the event. Um, you know when I was with you know Scottish Pandas, I did blend in with them quite nicely because you yeah. you sort of know how they're going to play from being in a team. Yeah, exactly, and you can adapt to their style because everyone does things slightly differently as exactly. well. Although one thing I've, I'm really proud of was when I, I managed to confuse everyone along with Beast and a couple of others because we got hit out and killed. So we've gone to wait out on the road and they turned around to us and said, right, you guys can run back in now and go and shoot Will. Yes, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> and I could just see his hand trying to reach for gravy and thought, right, I'm going to get a hit off on this. So I just managed to get his hand through the window. 
uh, I love you, Will. I had to shoot you. Sorry. <laughs> I, I think it comes part part of it. If if Will if Will is there, everyone's got to shoot him because I think when we um, we gained beast on our on our team when we was attacking, it was a case of like right, and I, I know where Will is, and like he came, he went sprinting in just so he could yeah. shoot Will, and then throw. <laughs> I think he actually threw a grenade at him at one at one time. I think he yeah. actually, and then he I think beast he actually run out of ammo and he was like, oh, I've got no ammo left. So I, Reaching me in me back me back pouch. There's some there's a pouch of pouch of ammo in there and just load up and he loaded up and then went running back out, back in with us all just to yeah. try and get you all. Yeah, and yeah, it just added to the flow of the game as well. You know, as people are dying off, back in you go kind of thing. Um, you can go and help the attacking team out or whatever. So we ran that. Then came the game, the game that everyone had been waiting for all weekend. Find Barry the Brick. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so they they scattered the bricks around the site. Uh, initially, it was like, right, okay, you've just got to go find them. Then they twisted it mid-game as well, which kind of worked. And they said, right, okay, you can now go down the back and try and steal them off the other team. Yeah. Th- and that th- just descended into carnage. Because I think on, on that... Um... So I think it was the Project Airsoft team, and yeah. it, there was only—I think there was only about eight of them. Because I think there was a few of them had gone gone off to bomb up, and I think I actually joined the Project Airsoft team at that at that point. Yeah. Yeah. And because the others only about eight eight of us, and then then there was obviously everyone else against us. And I think at one time they had quite a few bricks, and then I managed to find Barry the brick. Yeah. Um, and then we started to slowly gain more and more back yeah it, it, it certainly did seem that way it was a there was a distinct advantage at the start and then we started catching up again didn't we yeah and then and then it just sort of yeah after that it was it was just i think people started more focusing on the shooting and finding the bricks in the end to be fair because you were so close to each other in the end on the uh ridge on the run up to the ridge again so but yeah it worked um it was, it was great fun and really and truthfully, that was sort of the end of the weekend in a way, wasn't it? I think they had a. I think it was just to finish the day off. There was like a a random free for all game last man standing, and yeah. I think by by that time, I know for a fact myself, my legs was absolutely aching. It was like I had lead boots on towards the end of the yeah. day because of the amount of running we've been doing and it was that punishing on your body i think the weekend but no matter how much and how exhausted you was feeling you you still had a smile on your face and you still wanted to still try and get in there and still try and do something i don't know how brock was and yourself was but towards the end of the day i was near enough done i was near enough a broken man but still wanted to carry on playing yeah i was i was messaging barney on the sunday night and the monday morning and i was like Dude, I've got muscles I didn't even know I had. How did my ass cheeks hurt so much? <laughs> like it, it was brutal. But like a, a lot of skirmish games, yeah, you'll be running around like a loon. But it was just like you had the full day Saturday. You know, we played for when you think about it logically. We finished at what half nine, ten yeah, o'clock yeah. on the Saturday. So yeah, I think there was about ten o'clock at night. Yeah, there was yeah. about twelve hours on the go there from safety brief to game over for the day. Um, and then obviously you had all day Sunday as well from sort of 10 to 4, 5 
I yeah, I think it was about four. Yeah, yeah it was about four-ish. I think that I think a lot of people started tailing off about four-ish. I think because obviously, like, I had a three-hour drive because obviously I had to be back Monday morning for work. I had to be up at half past five in the morning for a yeah. for a day shift, and which I didn't feel like doing when I once I got to work. I was kind of <laughs> sat in the chair at work and went. Uh, yeah. go back to bed. <laughs> yeah, I was the same on. Uh, I was on aching Monday like Monday. crazy on Monday. Uh, yeah. Luckily, I've got the week booked off. Um, so yeah, I, I quite happily was aching on the sofa at home watching Sky. <laughs> I suppose that's poetic justice for me going to a hotel while you were in the cold on. The exactly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I have actually just remembered what the Saturday game that we couldn't remember was as well. Oh, fantastic. Because it was the uh, capture the flag style game where it was in the middle of the uh, hill leading up to the ridge. Ah, yes, that was yeah, that was right. Yeah, because we got we got it the first ah. time, and then the second time it was a draw, wasn't it? And we yes. had to have the shoot off as well, where yes. Yes. two of the Scottish Pandas and then Will and Will, Beast, the pistol shoot off. Yeah, did yeah. the pistol shoot off at the end, the six paces and shoot. Exactly. Because there's a little winner. bit of confusion because somebody ran up and took the flag where it was supposed yeah. to be number of players round the flag at the end. Yeah, because yeah, the first game we actually got it all the way back to our base. Yeah, because um, because that's what we were told was going on by our brief, and you guys got a different. We message. got told a different brief, yeah, <laughs> which yeah. made the gameplay very interesting. Having yeah. two different briefs, yeah, but yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it worked either way, and we had to turn around, and it was a draw. So because I remember Jake counting people up, and he went, "Oh, for fuck's sake, it's a draw!" <laughs> <laughs> and then we had to have the decider, which, yeah. Even then, the spirits were high. Everyone was cheering their guys on and exactly. clapping and cheering. And if I remember rightly, I think when they had the shoot off, I think um, the Scottish Pandas made a, a big thing. Obviously, when when they got they got shot, I think one of them actually like did a big um, movie style dive on the floor and rolling like <laughs> yes, shot yes, and did. stuff, and everyone was just like laughing at the fact yeah. of it. Yeah, I've got the video uh, somewhere, so we can watch that back. I'll have to upload that at some point. Brilliant. Yeah, that'll be good. Yeah, that was pretty much the event in the the weekend, the way things ran. Um, so we've we've tried to sort of keep it interesting for everyone, so they can get an idea of just how well the games worked, even though they were simple games, just to keep things simple on a fairly big site as well. It's fairly big, Tundem. Yeah, it is uh, surprisingly. It's... You originally sort of look at it just at that open field on the on the right hand side and the buildings, and then yeah. you don't realise that the the wooded area continues on just as far as what you can actually see. Yeah, exactly. So it, it, it is a really I, I love that site. I need to get back up to the Gunman site. It's a bit more, especially Tuddenham, because it is that nice mix of the CQB and woodland as well. So it was suitable exactly. for everybody's style of play. Yeah, if you and wanted your even sniper, if it, your DMR, yeah. or your, your M4 base, it was you know perfect for everyone. Yeah, and even if it wasn't your cup of tea, people just cracked on and got on with the games. Yeah. I think because there was the mix of the woodland and the, the big graveyard area and then all the CQB, I think it kind of covered most bases for different people because obviously, like I say, those, the people who preferred the CQB type to the open field, to the woodland area, I think it covered it for all the people. I think what really made the weekend was the fact of the people that actually turned up and they, they turned up, there was no seriousness about it, it was a case of like, we're turning up, we're having a good laugh, um, we're, we're going sh- to shoot each other with some game of airsoft and just take it in a good good sense of humour, but and not yeah be so serious about about it like 
unfortunately some sports they get people do get a bit serious about yeah they do yeah people get really serious about what they're doing but yeah it, it worked uh, I think we might have lost Mark's sound there. Are you, no, there? I'm here. Is there? Oh no, he is still there. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, we we just lost you briefly for a moment. I think. Um, I, I think I'm I'm not the the uh, the lead on the headset. Ah right, so. okay. No, it, it worked. Um, I think we'll have to come on to some thank yous now. First off, I think from all three of us, we've got to say a big, big, big thank you to Brad, to Kieran to James, to all the team that organised this event and Doug as well from Gunman Airsoft for sitting there all weekend and babysitting us to make sure we didn't fuck his site up. Jake as well, don't forget Jake. Jake, yeah. um, And George as well for jumping in with the marshalling. Yeah, you you can't forget Jake because I think Jake was a big part of it as, as well. His sense of humour when he was was there marshalling and and doing all the Chrono in and stuff like that in the morning. It was it was quite quite a big big thing, and it is a big thing that they all, even though they're still being serious and sticking to safety rules, they'll still try and have that good ambience of it all. Yeah, and trying to keep the atmosphere flowing and positive and everyone happy at the end of the day, and it it it, it really did work. The team worked their backsides off for the weekend, and you could tell yeah. just from how broken. Kieran seemed on the Sunday. Well, that might have, might not have helped the fact he did. He don't want it probably mentioning, but he did fall over on the uh, night games. Oh, was he the one that got the man down? Call called. I'm not sure. If it, I think that was someone that knocked to the couldn't see out the the goggles or the glasses. But I know Kieran did fall over at some point on the weekend. <laughs> oh well, that's fine. It's on the record now. It happened. Sorry, Kieran, but it's out there. <laughs> He's going to probably hate me for that now. Yeah. Um, next thank you's got to go to both Stu from Patrol Base and Praetorian Tactical for providing their shops for the weekend, keeping us stocked with BBs um, and providing very kindly the raffle prizes as well. Yes, uh, oh, definitely. Which I, I never win raffles and I won both days. Um, it's, it's, just... it's, uh, it's unreal. Well, so I think um, I think we won. I didn't think we. I don't think we won on the, the Saturday, but I think our, we we kind of reaped it on the on the Sunday. Um, yeah. I think Harry got another shotgun. I got the nineteen eleven Raven. Yeah. Um, and a few other bits, and that is a very very nice uh, addition to what what we've got. Yeah. Um, but obviously, all the 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 funds from that was going to Pilgrim Bandits, yeah. I believe. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Which obviously a cracking cause, very good cause, Pilgrim Bandits. Yes, I've got a few of their patches. I, I, on the Saturday, I actually cleared their uh, their book of tickets out. And um, to be ever so nice, as I cleared the, their tickets out, any of the winning tickets I had, I uh, gave away or sold on. And uh, there's one lad that managed to walk away with a Mark 23 for £3. Yeah, I think that was the lad that came along with us, James. That's right. Yeah, I yeah. was. Um, I felt sorry that I'd actually just gone in there and cleared the whole place out of tickets. So um, when it comes to sort of winning tickets, I was like, "Here you go, chief." <laughs> Which, yeah, again, that's that's part of the century sort of atmosphere, isn't it? At the end yeah, of the day, it is, you know? yeah. Um, 
so yeah, massive thank you to those two retailers for being there and providing the site store. Stu especially, because I needed that much pyro at the weekend and I've been let down by another retailer who shall remain nameless on this show. Um, uh, next thing, Chomps, the oh, food wagon. Yes. They they kept us fed well. Very, very well. And and the prices were absolutely superb. They were banging. It was, what, three quid for a decent-sized burger with onions. And then, like, on the Sunday, obviously, they're trying to clear the stock out. So it's like, three pound and you can have whatever you want in a roll. And we could, we saw some monstrosities leave that tent on the Saturday, on the Sunday. Bacon and burgers and mushrooms and onions and yeah, cheese. Yeah, sausage, oh. sausage, bacon, cheeseburger I saw yes. some guy have. Yeah, um, it's quite good. Yeah, so it, they they really did keep us well fed, and it keeps morale high as well. If people are eating well, and okay, yeah, it's sort of junk food, but I mean the, the quality was good, really good. Yeah, uh, with the food, and um, like obviously we had the big hog roast on the sa- Saturday night as well, which they'd spent all day cooking and was absolutely spot on. Um, like like you said, Brocker, <laughs> you couldn't help but go back for more, and could you? The meat just fell apart in your mouth. It yeah. was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, and literally just pork stuffing and crackling all stacked up in there. Although, I think it's Kieran I've got to hate for that because he put mayonnaise on it. <laughs> Why? Yeah, I seem to remember there was something, and I think it was the hog roast, and they said Kieran's put mayonnaise, and I just was like, I've lost all respect I ever had for you. <laughs> and I think I think the last thank you we've got to put out um, really and truthfully is to the players that attended and made it such a good event yeah de- definitely, definitely there I don't think we can't do that um, but yeah it, it was a cracking event um, one final thing that I'm going to mention on the record as well which happened to all three of us um, which actually hasn't influenced the way this interview has gone. It was genuinely that good an event. <laughs> Very true. Uh, we, I don't think you can really fault it. Yes, there were a few niggles, but you're always going to get that any event, and they weren't major enough to ruin it. No. It just sort of blended into the background, I think. Um, I certainly didn't notice anything personally, but I heard a couple of the other guys saying there was minor little things. Um, it was only the first game on the Sunday, I, I think. And as soon yeah. as that first game got out of the way, you know, yeah. it was as good as what it was on people, Saturday. Yeah, pe- people got into the way we play, and yeah. it's like it is like a club at the end of the day. It is like an airsoft club rather than a skirmish as such. It was the way the way it was running, in my opinion, anyway. Um, but I think. Uh, one thing I think we should mention is that we were the reason we were put on our own on the Saturday morning is it was an initiation for us. Yes. Because we've actually <laughs> been made honorary members of the Senshi crew. So we're honorary yeah. Senshis, which I was really humbled by personally. It was a great honour. And I've got to thank Kieran and Brad and the guys for giving me that opportunity to help push the brand forward and represent the brand at the games that I'm going to in yeah, the future de- yeah definitely it, like I said in the beginning obviously me and my sons we've only been actually playing airsoft for a year and to yeah. actually do what we've done in this year and then actually to be given the honour from Kieran and Brad of that that it, it is immense really for us yeah. it, just, it just speaks 
how well a game gamer you are actually when you play that you actually do call your hits you you try and be as civil as you can to everyone and and not have that oh well that guy's cheating and stuff like that and it's yeah it's it's just what what you need it was nice to have a game where you didn't have i'm going to say the usual bullshit that you can get at skirmishes yeah yeah and that's the only way i can describe it because some of the stuff that you do get is utter bullshit but it happens, you just have to deal with it. It's one of the things that you know is going to... I mean, it happens at the Milsims, for God's sake, as well. You just look at one of the ones recently that I'm not going to name on here because I feel really bad for the guys and how it played out, but the videos I've seen, uh, which we ha- were actually quite a big topic of discussion for a few of us that weekend as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's the sort of thing that ruins events, and we had, like, none of it, really. Um I've just thought of one more thank you I'm going to have to make before we wrap this up. Uh, the Scottish Pandas. Thank you guys for driving eight fucking hours from <laughs> Glasgow to Tuddenham playing. Then on the Sunday saying, oh, we're going to have to leave early because we've got to drive and be in the last fuckers on site. You know, I've been speaking to Sandman, who was with them for quite a while, and it was great to finally meet the guys in person and catch up with them and put names to put faces to the names and stuff so yeah big thank you to whoever drove i think i can't remember which one of the guys it was but i, I think that i think they didn't turn up to site till nearly 10, 10 o'clock gone because i think we heard him turn up and those those obviously then they had to set the tent up and i think yeah. was... you know and utmost I... respect to these guys is it was awesome uh but yeah i think i think that's pretty much all we've got time for this week guys Yep. Um, so we'll just round up now um, uh, yeah overall good event looking forward to what these guys are doing next year as soon as we've got more details watch all our pages and you're going to see this stuff going <laughs> everywhere <laughs> wherever you can find it uh, Brock over to you where can people get in touch with you um, they can follow my Instagram uh, aka underscore Brock um, I usually put a few photos uh, from any of my games on there. Um, I usually play at my local site uh, in Lincolnshire if anyone wants to catch me there as well. Um, thank you very much for inviting me on the show. It's been an absolute no pleasure. Problem, buddy. Thank uh, you very much for your time. Uh, and it was a pleasure to finally meet you as well at the game. Yeah, again, well, again, yeah, <laughs> like actually <laughs> knowing who each other are this time. <laughs> exactly. Mark, where can people find you, buddy? Um, obviously, usually on, on Instagram, there's it's actually Kelly Mark Wetton. People have, a lot of the time think it's a female, but obviously it's not. Obviously, it's it's a bloke. Um, I'm usually at one, most of the local sites in Lincolnshire, um, yep. and like I say, I, I'm pretty much like like Brock. We're both quite tall guys, and we we are approachable. People look and think, God, they're big guys, but yeah. we, we are approachable. Come and have a laugh with us, and exactly yeah. just in, enjoy the game as we all enjoy doing. Right, guys. Um... Thank you very much for listening. One last thank you to again to the retailers for providing the photos from the event as well that you guys are going to see some of in the or will have seen by now from the release of this episode. Uh, check out their pages. Check out these guys. Uh, check out Callsign Senshi. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. Thanks, Mark and Brock, for your time. And I'll see you guys next time on the Chess After Show. Take care. Take your hits. Look after each other and don't be a dick. Bye for now. (laughs) (laughs) Bye for now.